Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. My dear friends, welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm thrilled that you're with us today. We've got a lot of fun ahead. One of the things that I most love about sharing with you the truth about the greater reality and what's really going on is all the wonderful researchers I've met. And the most fascinating of these always interesting folks, they're all interesting, but the the, the most interesting is Cyrus Kirkpatrick. He's a young man who's traveling the world in search of an ever greater understanding of what actually actually is going on he's doing some serious things too to make a living but he's mainly he's just a glorious researcher there are very few people like him our wonderful friend sandra champlain also is an experiencer she wants to feel and do the things that she talks about and cyrus is the same way he's a true experiencer of extraordinary phenomena and he's going to talk about some of them today he's literally this man is literally fearless at this point cyrus kirkpatrick is a leader in the young adult generation of afterlife researchers he's also one of the leading experts on astral travel worldwide and his accounts of his travels are beyond amazing. They they tell us a great deal about so many things, but also simultaneously they kind of blow our minds, as you'll see. Cyrus is the author of Understanding Life After Death and also The Afterlife and Beyond, which is an examination of life after death by an out-of-body explorer. Wonderful books. He's written numerous other books, too, related to travel and careers. That's kind of like his day job. He's the co-author with Karen Swain of Awakened by Death, Stories of Transformation. These are people who've had extraordinary experiences that changed their lives. Beautiful, uplifting stories. He's the host of Afterlife Topics and Metaphysics YouTube channel, which features interviews with thought leaders in the whole area of greater reality, including authors and public figures that he has just met on his travels. This is Cyrus's fifth appearance on Seek Reality, and I'm so delighted to have him back that my instinct now is just to say to you dear friends let's have a round of applause for cyrus kirkpatrick who joins us today all the way from london welcome cyrus i'm so happy you're here hey roberta nice to be here and uh well i don't know if i am the most interesting i have to <laughs> i don't want to you know you're, i don't want to right ruffle there, dear. <laughs> yes. i don't want to ruffle any feathers because i'm sure you know it's one of those uh, <laughs> superlatives we have to be cautious of but i am interesting at least <laughs> it came from me so if anyone complains to you just say i didn't say it roberta said it so it's okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so some people won't have heard any of our prior interviews so let's talk just briefly about how you became interested in this whole broad field of afterlife research well let's see i mean i suppose it goes back to when i was 12 years old, 13 years old, living on a ranch, too much free time, access <laughs> to the early days of the internet, thinking about big questions that maybe I shouldn't be thinking about too much at that age, but I was anyway. My brother was involved in the esoteric fields, including out-of-body types of related subjects. I began to think a lot about the afterlife and kind of concerned why so many adults didn't 
care as much about this big loom topic of death. And so I wanted to figure it out. And so I began researching online. And then what followed was about, you know, the last 20 years of basically being involved in this area and finding that it's, you know, it's extremely important and a desire to help keep this subject relevant to people, whether it's because of having debates online or doing videos, writing books, or just discussions with people I meet in the day-to-day life. So at 12, you, you were interested in this. And, and you were doing some out-of-body travel, weren't you, very early? Maybe. See, I didn't – the out-of-body stuff, this is what's actually quite interesting, and maybe this is relevant for people watching this as well when they think about the, the concept of – kind of busting into the out-of-body field even if you haven't done it much before. You see, at those ages, I I had initial out-of-body experiences, but I had a fear that kept me from going all the way. Some of that fear was because I had these really scary stories from my brother meeting these kind of like You know, sometimes people have out-of-body experiences and it goes wrong. So in a nutshell, you know, you disconnect from your body. Now you're on the other side. That's the theme of your show, right? So you disconnect and then suddenly – but you don't – but you're not being – sometimes most of the time, I mean, it's a jungle out there and you're not – you don't have a guide or a spirit guide helping you, not usually. It's not like a near-death experience where it's all orchestrated and, you know, all these things are – happen according to a plan in this case it's like you're out of your body and who knows what's going to happen so my brother had a lot of experiences with negative entities kind of like those gray aliens that we hear about and other types of entities oh wow and there was and so i was terrified of an out-of-body experience and so when i felt it beginning to happen i closed it off so to summarize, it wasn't until 2014 that really? I began open, opening myself up to be able to have OBEs. But at this point, I already knew a lot about the afterlife subject. So basically, it was like, wow, I'm out of my body. This just confirms everything I've been studying the, yes. last, the last 15 years. And here I am in my... In my uh, astral body, you know, this is it. This is the actual thing that I've been reading so much about. And I spent so much time. And here I am. Yay, I'm doing Isn't it. Isn't that so, amazing? Great. I had no idea that it was only 2014. Well, you certainly have made a lot of progress, my dear. Wow. Tell people what it's like, what, what, what the astral body is like. How is it different from your physical body? Depends on what level you're on because sometimes – if I'm going out of body, I sometimes I'm just free-floating consciousness, right? So I don't have a body. I'm just consciousness floating around the room, and and this happens <laughs> if I'm still connect. This happens if I'm still connected to kind of the earth plane, if you will. So yes, if, if so, if, this is kind of common. If I just pop out of my body at night. If I transition from sleeping to suddenly I'm I'm out of my body, like in my 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 body is sleeping, and I'm in the bedroom or something like that, then I might just be floating around. But if I, <laughs> but if I appear in what's called astral projection, which means 
And it does not mean that the other side is a projection of, you know, of your thoughts or it's not real. Projection means you're projecting your consciousness yes. into that side. And when that happens, then I am very much the same as I am normally. And that's in that situation, I have my I'm still my same body and I still look and feel the same. I'm, I may even be wearing the same clothes that I went to sleep in. Or I might be there having already been living a life or having experiences there and then I just tap into it, in which case I might be wearing different clothes or I might be looking a little bit differently. But the point is I'll be on the other side, usually in a different environment or something that roughly mirrors the earth environment, but it's a very different type of place. And we can get into more about that when yeah. we talk about like um, – parallel corroborating astral domains <laughs> Good. my goodness all right i want to talk a little bit about your traveling we may have to do a couple of these because there's so much to talk about but you said um in in somewhere i i picked up you had said that a lot of your traveling is a pilgrimage i'm you meet people along the way sometimes in places that you're supposed to be and it ties into new things that happen and new people you're supposed to meet. I mean, you talked about at that time you were in, I think you, this was just an email to me. You were in Barcelona and then you met someone in India from India who created a UFO conference and invited me to go. And you attended this huge UFO summit just because of this random meeting. You have synchronicities happening all over the place. Talk about that. Yeah, it's great. The synchronicities, this is a big, uh, I think a really important direction for me to go here in this life, on this dimension, on this plane, because this guides you sometimes toward the things that you need to be doing, even if it is, it could be career related. I mean, people listening, I mean, I think synchronicities are tied into some of those like manifestation, law of attraction types of principles. And so uh -huh. you have to you have to follow the, the so-called coincidences and follow the synchronicities because these are things lining up for specific purposes. So when you leave the country, you go backpacking like I do. If you live out of a backpack, and that's what I do predominantly, and you interact and meet people, then you're opening up more opportunities for, I guess, manifestation or law of attraction, these principles to take effect so when you meet people, this is the most powerful way to do that. So you have to pay attention to these synchronicities as they come along. So I get a lot of them. So I get really, really interesting stories. So everything you said was true. I was in India walking. I was actually teaching English uh, for the Dalai Lama's monks. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and writing actually for the tibetan english language uh, newspaper up there and so i got to meet the dalai lama's translator do all this really cool stuff oh my goodness um, but i was walking back to my apartment late at night and i met a woman and she was a bit striking because she was wearing all white you know so i had a feeling maybe she's involved in some kind of spiritual subject matter <laughs> so right. i ended up talking to her and turns out that she was a co-founder of the ufology world congress so basically we became friends i put her on my youtube channel we did an interview and then she got me into the congress so i changed my plans came to barcelona attended the congress which was very interesting and it was a good time 
Although I didn't, I didn't network too much at this at the conference. Interestingly, but I was in Barcelona, and then I just met in my hostel out in the mountains the author named uh, Andrea Ziarno, and he writes about manifestation principles, law of attraction type of stuff. And he was in my hostel, like you know, what are the odds of this? So then we do a. We, then we do, we do an interview together. I, I just put this up on YouTube recently. By the time this show airs, if you go back to my channel like a, a few weeks back, then you'll see it. And that's the interview with Zierno. You'll see me in the hostel with this guy who just, again, I mean, you could say it's coincidental. But he's like, yeah. no, 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 it's not coincidental because he was there manifesting to meet people like me. And I was manifesting to meet people like him. So really cool stuff. And then there's a, lot, there's a lot of other stories. I mean, I've met people who I was on a bus with somebody who was looking for information about an afterlife. And this was in the middle of Macedonia in above Greece. There was no other even Americans or anybody from the West anywhere. And it was late. It was one o'clock in the morning and I was on a bus. And then she was oh. the only other American and her seat was placed next to my seat and i had a copy of my book and uh she was seeking out information about an afterlife like it was on her mind when she came in and she walked into the bus or before that even and then there i was and then she her mind is blown and i you know sign a copy of my book you know but that that's just one example so that, that's been great and that's that, that's and it says that we last talked, I was in Japan. This, this was way back in March or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's kind of, in, in a nutshell, I guess, what I've been up to since I was last on your show. And a lot of other stuff in between. But it's been, it's been great and lots of traveling the world. I've been all over from Japan since we spoke last. I've, I've made it all the way through Vietnam and India and into the Middle East, into India, as I said, India, uh, Dubai, into Ethiopia, Lebanon, and working my way all the way. Now I'm in London to do uh, a meetup for Afterlife Topics, my, uh, the community that I, that I made uh, here in London with a bunch of people from the forum, as well as I'm doing a speaking event in the south of England uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, no, day after tomorrow in Portsmouth near Brighton. And so that's great. And so I don't mean to talk on and on, but that's no, do it. That's, I, I think that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I have I have called you the most interesting person I know, and now you now everyone listening understands why. I mean, nobody else traveled. No, I guess most of us feel that we're just too anchored to one spot. But you don't seem to even have a spot to think about being anchored. You're you're always going somewhere else. It's so amazing. You write about travel, right? So that's that's the. That's why what are the that's sort of the basic reason why you travel this much. But apparently it really helps you to better understand the greater reality when you meet all these people and get all these pieces. I mean, the UFO is a big piece. I don't even talk about UFO issues, but we all know that it it's all part of the same gigantic topic. It's funny. I was at the UFO conference though, and this is I don't, you know, I don't want to be catty between communities but somebody came up to me and said you know the thing about the ufo field is i i like the afterlife community so much more because people are so much more nice but people in the ufo field are sometimes it's a combination of very conflicting ideas and people fight a lot and so as much as i like or 
as much as I like the UFO field, it's unfortunate how much like disharmony there can be. And then I come back to the afterlife field, and it's like everybody is harmonious, and we all share information. Yes. But then you go to the UFO field, it's like, how do you know you're not a CIA agent, misinformation agent? You, know, you, get, you get all that kind of stuff. Oh, so I, why? I, oh, shame so misinformation. So oh, I, my keep, I keep one foot into the UFO world, and then I keep one foot out of it. But I um, I do go into it sometimes on my channel, but there's some really, really interesting stuff in that area, which connects to other rabbit holes, if you will. Yes, well, I think... As someone said, it's not only stranger than you uh, than you imagine it to be, but reality is a lot stranger than we even can imagine it to be. It's I, whenever I talk with you about with your your astral travels, I get that sense again. Um, you you to let, let's talk briefly about what some of those strange things are. For example, you have said that there there's evidence that we are living multiple lives and multiple realities at the same time. Yes, I. This is. It's difficult to comprehend, but it's the only logical explanation when you consider factors of time not being linear as well as multidimensional reality. And so it certainly seems that we have a life on this earth plane and we may have multiple lives in multiple planes of existence that we are not conscious of at one given time and we may not even be conscious of after we cross over there is a kind of i don't know how to describe it but it's like there are restrictions in place about what our consciousness can take in at once and here of course unless we have daily hypnotherapy sessions we might not know about these parallel lives and i even think when we cross over we're given almost like a still like a narrow perspective like being reintroduced to a life we may be living on what we call the astral dimension or a an afterlife as we you know to use outdated terminology, I mean, another dimension, basically. But yes. even so, I think it's just a small percentage of all the many, many facets. And this is what makes dreaming so interesting is because you can get little snippets of possibly countless other realities and things happening sometimes in dreams you know you'll we have like you know i had a dream it was not astral projection it was not an out-of-body experience i had just a dream once that i was a blonde-haired woman working in a, in, a, in a for a media company and i was on the phone saying that i keep having crazy visions of being this guy named cyrus <laughs> So and and, and 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 that was just a dream, but it was too spe it was too specific to be um, it was too specific in my opinion to have been just a dream. So I it's highly likely it was a parallel incarnation, which is how reincarnation really operates. It happens on a parallel timeline basically, but it's still. Yes. simultaneous in a sense yes. or it could have been a par an entirely parallel dimension parallel world you know or maybe that woman exists right now and i you know it is actually me having a dual life on the same timeline or maybe not who knows but sometimes a dream can link those things up astral projection links you up to 
a life you're having on what we call the other side, the afterlife, the other you know other worlds. The but astral still, plane, this, whatever. Yeah, 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 whatever. But still, that could just be one, you know, one one of our existences still. So it's, you know, it's and you know, it's crazy stuff, and it links up to our higher self, and our higher self or highest self has access to however many, you know, however many versions of us are have split up to however many timelines or realms dimensions and <laughs> could be thousands, you know, for one person, you know? And so that's, but, but, but you, you, mean, you get bits of this in doing your, um, out of body travel, astral projection. You, you get hints that you are, that there is a Cyrus in a different reality that you're just visiting. Right. I mean, I remember you talking about this before. It's it's it's, other yeah. words, it's not just a random person. It, it's you. It's Cyrus, but you're in a different place, living a different life. Well, not only that, but I'm aware of my life on this Earth plane, and it is the the other life is the astral condition, which means I'm there with all of my deceased family members and friends, and oh, they're all wow. there as well. And they're all basically talking about the life they had back here, and then I can I can have I can get memory of that life on that side, basically being you know saying that, hey you know you know my Earth version Cyrus just did this isn't this cool he's he's over here doing this you know what I mean and and then you know I only get so I, I think I, on that side I have I have full memory of my life here but not vice versa. And that's fascinating. But, but you, yes. you meet up, you meet up with people on the other side who are possibly sleeping here, or also having other lives there. So, you, you know, so you can be there with people who are living here or people who are deceased. And I mean, it, it is still it's the afterlife. That's what we talk about. That's what you talk about. In, in my perspective, it is. And um, at least one version of it. And <laughs> that, you know, that's um but a lot of people, I'm not just one crazy guy talking about this. I mean, there's whole forums, you know, you can go on the Internet and there's, a, you know, many people have the same experiences. Sometimes even just normal people, if you start asking them questions, they'll be like, yeah, I always go to sleep and I have this other life in this other place. Like even just like regular people, the guy bagging groceries, I mean, he might, you know, I mean, any people you meet, people, a lot of people have this experience. So it's not... You know, it's not it's not that unusual. And you talk about the fact that our cities and even individual rooms here have astral mimics. So but that are a little bit different. Talk about that. Yeah, it's very common phenomenon is that you astral project. You find you're still in the same building, but it looks different. Yes. Now, people have different theories, and this is sometimes the out-of-body world gets convoluted, and some people are very confused, they don't know why, and then some people will even get very skeptical and say, why would I still be in the same building? It means it must all be a hallucination. But, of course, <laughs> that's not, you know, what, what's going on is that, I mean, the astral condition is a higher frequency version of this world. And so a building may exist in both places at once, but the building on that side, it may have a different purpose, you know, so, yeah. so you might be, it might be a bedroom here and then you project and then you find yourself in somebody's office because, I mean, people, you know, it's not always the same condition or, you know, it could be something, you know, something else entirely. Um, but, you know, typically, you know, you from their perspective, 
you know, there was like a ghost or a phantasm appearing inside of their room. And it's some and it's somebody who is projecting from this side, and they're yes. very used to it. You know, for, for them, we are the ghosts, we are the we are the phantoms, and we oh we you know we're dreaming here. And then we like imagine for a second you are hanging out in the library. You know, you you you, you teleport or float into a library, or whatever it is people do on that side, and you know you're hanging out there, and then suddenly some person just flies out of the wall and is looking around. Now, for us, that would be pretty weird. But for, resident, but, but, but for residents of that side, they're like, oh, look, it's somebody, you know, from another dimension who's prob- probably dreaming or something from, from the Earth plane, right. whatever. They, 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 get, they get a little bit annoyed by it because they're all used to it. And th- this is what goes on on what we call the Earth the near Earth astral plane because it's you know it's it's spatial I would say it's vibrationally close to this world so you get all the people dreaming on this side who are sleeping on this side who like appear there and you know it's a bit it's a little bit obnoxious sometimes for them. <laughs> yeah, for Pete's sake, what, what are we do about all these these travelers from the Earth? Isn't that funny? One of the things everyone um, needs to understand is that Cyrus is not the only one doing this. Um, my my favorite of all time, of course, is Robert Monroe. I, he introduced me to the topic um, of astral travel, and anybody who's not read his books needs to do that. Journeys out of the body, far journeys, and ultimate journey. Um, he was fearless, too. In fact, almost to his detriment, I think he almost didn't make it back a couple times. But he talks about some of these same things, you know, and and I know that this is all happening for you. It happened for him 50 years ago. This is all real. It's just, it's like we're babies. We're, we're being kept in the nursery. We can't, we're not really being exposed to these things that we might find strange. So we'll concentrate on our learning here. But there is so much more going on. And thank you so much for explaining some of this to us. Yeah, no, yeah. Robert Monroe was the first author I ever read related to anything metaphysical, and yes. I think it was that same book. And it was my brother had it, and then I moved on to act. You know, it's funny. It's been twenty years that Victor Zamet, you know, has had the yes. and and that was that was like I started moving into that afterwards, and but yeah, it was first Robert Monroe and. Might even I think even William Bullman was was pretty early in that yes. era. So I, I knew a lot about these concepts. Things are different for me in a sense. I mean my my experiences. Look, here's the thing, and I don't and I'm not meaning this in any way to be like disparaging toward the greats like Monroe or Bullman, but my perspective. I have a, I am a little bit more. Maybe I could describe myself as humanistic. Because I go on these experiences, and I care most to meet people and talk to people. That's and, right. And Wherever you're traveling, on this world or all the other worlds, that's what you yeah, want to do and to meet me, people. Yeah, that's yeah, you. yeah. And to, me, and to me, that is just what's meaningful. And sometimes other people, they find more meaning in just exploring, like transcending into higher and higher realms or um, other concepts where it's not so much about – meeting the people as it is just trying trying to learn and become a wizard and understand as much as possible about the whole thing and go to crazier and crazier worlds crazier dimensions for me i think i have a you know a really really memorable time if i 
talk to somebody on the astral plane for half an hour and confirm that it's a real person and be able to make that connection. Whereas, I mean, a lot of the other work out there, it's much more about expanding your mind into the big, far furthest cosmic reaches, which is cool. It's cool. But I don't really connect with that because you can do that but if you don't have any friends along the way it's pretty lonely <laughs> that's right and some and some people honestly kind of give me crap about it because they say cyrus why are you you know so limited in your experiences like i don't care that you talk to a neighbor on the astral plane i want to hear about you going out into the cosmos and you know whatever it might be and i just say okay well you know for me talking to another soul is as yes. meaningful as is expanding into whatever dimension or cosmic experience because everybody is a part of you know a a manifestation of the universe on a level that I think what matters the most, which is you know our connections with other people. So that's my perspective, kind of. So people who are discovering my work or my books, they might be helpful if they know that difference a little bit because some people really don't like that about me and then some people really like it about me so it depends like that to think that there are people in another reality that you can meet and get to know and they know what's going on on earth although we don't know about them i think that's really mind-boggling and wonderful wonderful that is so great it's yeah yeah, i'm sorry go on (laughs) well i was just gonna say you 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 were telling me something uh had strange had happened in a in a parallel uh reality in addis ababa ethiopia now most of us would have a parallel reality in you know newark but not you you've got to go to addis ababa what happened there oh well i went to addis ababa ethiopia and First of all, I'll say if people here are listening to this, they want to go to travel, I recommend going to Ethiopia. Uh, Just um, be mindful, watch the security alerts. There's been some problems right now with armed rebels and crazy stuff (laughs) happening. Um, But I do recommend it. The people are great. The food is really, really good. There's this restaurant, Yod Abyssinia. You you know, it's one of the best places I've ever eaten at. But anyway, so I went there for two weeks. Uh, Addis Ababa is the only city uh, this year that I went to that I have, like, no photos of because there is absolutely nothing pretty about the city. Um, it's it's kind. I mean, it, it's a for a sub-Saharan African city. It's nicely developed, but there's nothing pretty about it. There's nothing ancient or interesting about the city, even though it's one of the oldest cities in Africa. Uh, so I find that a little bit odd. Anyway, so I did have an astral experience when I was in Addis Ababa, and I found myself in Addis Ababa again. But to me, it's like that version is the real Addis Ababa, and this Addis Ababa was, you know, the sort of run-down Earth plane oh. version that kind of sucks. On oh, on the astral on the astral plane, Addis Ababa is, I mean, it's all it's like it's all built from stone and like stone terraces and temples and uh, ancient pe- people who have you know been living there hundreds of years and uh, really uh, you it, it is the true ancient historical you know city from thousands of years and then that that that's what it looks like and again i mean it's a lot of it's built from stone with temples and monuments and just way more fantastic looking than the city that i i was in on this plane 
And yet still there are people there who are tourists like me, you know, visiting. And I, I had this experience where I met up with somebody who was also like a backpacker from that side. And we were both looking around the city together. And... Uh, and, you know, so it's interesting just because, I mean, the astral version of, of, of that city to me stands out in my memory even more than the, 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 this, this version of the city. And I guess it, it shows a perspective to think about when it comes to going to the other side, you know, the afterlife, synonymous, it's the same thing, of uh, being able to explore history. Because the astral world is a living and breathing place, but it's also a culmination of things that fade or decay here that do not fade or decay there. So things will become like almost like it's, you know, the real place. And our place is the place that's rotting and falling apart because it's it's our plane where stuff rots and falls apart, which doesn't happen. Observation, yes. This material reality is the only reality where we have decay. Apparently, that may, there may be others we aren't aware of, but that seems to be true, certainly when comparing it with the astral plane and the afterlife. Um, that is such a fascinating observation. Was, that a, where, where, was he in your same time frame, though, even though he was in a different, on a different plane of reality, this fellow you met? It. Uh, I'm trying to understand the question. Was he on the same time? I, I mean, is it was this all happening in in your now and his now? Were they synchronized? In other words, we weren't looking at Addis Ababa um, a thousand years ago, and here was somebody in Addis Ababa a thousand years ago who happened to be traveling. But instead, this is all happening almost simultaneously. To the extent we could talk about time, which is another thing you and I have to talk more about. Um, but but this was you weren't seeing it. In other words, in the past, you were seeing it now. Only it's just it doesn't it hasn't decayed yeah time thing is a headache but i i've never <laughs> had an experience that i could place as being quote back in time people do have these experiences and as viewers know these are akashic experiences or you know the stuff the stuff that um what's his name um i don't know why i'm forgetting his name uh anyway i'll, I'll skip that part there the people have <laughs> There's Akashic experiences where people do revisit past points, but they're not, oftentimes sometimes they're not as interactive as being in the in yes. the now. Yes. And so anyway, so the point is is that I mean it's an ancient city only because it's persisted for all this time. And if you want to use time, I mean that's it gets weird because I'm finding that there's not really like day and night or you know. When Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday cycles on that side. Yes, so a city is 2,000 years old, but it's not, you know, people won't even quite recognize that it's 2,000. It's just a persistence. And yes. the, um, so a place like that is, is very much in sync, though, to the current time of this world. And it's still modern, modern in the sense that even with, I mean, there's all these like 
carved cobblestone streets and and buildings but there were also some streets with like cars and stuff like that so there was still the modern you know element as well and there were still bars with music playing and things like yeah. that right oh okay uh, obviously then it's all at this there is no objective time beyond the material reality that's it's just an artifact of this one le- level of reality which is only one of many but that's something you and i need to talk about another day i'm interested in getting your reaction to many things and we're we're you Using so much time, time now that um, I'd like to just mention something which I, I I think you said that you and both of your parents have transitioned, but you're still in communication with them. Yeah, so I think probably you know I said this is one theme that we it's always good to touch on. I know we have probably in the last like five times I've been here, but I yes. like to remind people uh, that there is. Uh, a big part of the astral projection work is also being in touch with people you know who have passed away. And so both my parents and a brother have. And periodically I will be in touch with them. And so, I mean, sometimes there are long spells where I don't hear from them, but never more than like three months maybe. So they will come to me in a projection experience or they will come into my mind to speak to me as I'm like in between having an experience. And then they kind of get in there on that like right moment to kind of beam into my mind and say, hey, Cyrus, can you hear me? But no matter <laughs> no matter how it is, you know, well. then I will, you know, be able to meet with them. And it's still the same Type of, I mean, it's the same place I'm going to. So I could be in Addis Ababa doing, having, having had that experience and then just teleporting to my mom's place after and hanging out with her. And it, so it could even be Teleporting to my mom's place and hang. So, so you're basically visiting your mother. If I want, yeah. So sometimes an experience will transition from one to the next. Because wow. you can just you can just teleport around. So you know, then if I want to see my mom, I will you know I might end up spending some time with her or my father. Although I don't know what my father is doing lately because I haven't seen him in like a few months. I've seen my mom more and my brother. But I know my parents seem to be separated, which I'm grateful for because they always <laughs> needed me. They always needed to be separated on this plane. So, but. Wow. But, um, you know, but my brother is fine. My mom is fine. I worry about my father because he had, you know, serious issues in this world. And I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't know what wow. work he's doing on, him, on himself on that side. And so that's an issue. And, you know, I, we, we do talk about the situation with my father. Uh, sometimes I see my grandmother as well. But it's, um, you know, I mean, it's the whole family is over there because I don't have so much family anymore here, sadly, because everyone has passed away. But, you know, so they're all now over there, you know, and so that's a big part of, you know, this kind of thing that I do. And hopefully other people listening can maybe do this as well and start to make that connection with, with, with that side and there's so many you know experiences to you know that you can you can have including with your deceased family members think about this everyone people tell me all the time how much they want to be in touch they want to sign they wish they could communicate with a dead loved one well you know what 
You can. This is one of the most effective ways. It's not easy. You're going to have to learn to astral travel. But you can go have tea with mom anytime you like or with your with your husband. It doesn't matter who. I'm interested in knowing about your dad, though. I hope that before we, we, we meet again, you can just check in on him and make sure he's okay. I want to make sure he's fine. But um, I'm sure he is. He's just off doing his own exploring and his own thing. I just love it, though, that people... Who, who should be separated, as you say, get the opportunity to do that there and make, build their own separate lives. That That's important, too. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just life is complicated in this world, and I think people need to remember life doesn't stop being complicated. I mean, I suppose if you if you walk a path of pure meditation, Zen spirituality, you give up all connections with other people and meditate to some grand plane of existence, okay, maybe it will stop being complicated. But so long as we have connections, loved ones, family, and things going on, then it just it continues into that world. And things do change, but it's interesting. It's very slow and progressive for most people. And if there's family drama here, it doesn't mean that it's going to go away on that side. Ultimately, we all have to keep in mind principles of self-development and how we organize our lives, how we organize our thoughts and growing and becoming better and being able to handle things better with people, becoming more mature and more able yes, to, that's what to, it's take, all about. You know, to take care of each other and take care of these things because, I mean, you know, once you're on that side, I mean, we're all mesmerized by the idea of being in another dimension and all these complex metaphysical subjects and these powers that we have that we don't have here and being able to see and do these things, but... After a while, then that just becomes your new reality. And then it's like, okay, then you end up, you know, kind of like, again, there's stuff, you know, drama and things and people have their own kind of problems that maybe are just different than the problems we have here. And that's why we have to self-development is so important because we have to grow as people and also realize that, no one is stuck in one situation in life. Okay, so it's it's harder here because we have, you know, material, more denser things keeping us bound to experiences and lives. It's easier to not be stuck in one condition on that side, but people don't realize this. So people just have to remember that you have you do have freedom to do what you want in life. In my example, I travel the world and I make it work. Even on a limited budget sometimes, I make it work. But on that side, there's no reason to have to be doing something you don't want to do. Yes. Because when you, when you astral travel, you'll see people working jobs they don't like. You know, you'll see somebody, you know, flipping astral hamburgers or whatever it might be. <laughs> and you wonder why are they doing this to themselves if they don't like it? If they like it, that's something else. If they get meaning, they like the social experience, they like cooking, okay. But if it's something that they don't want to be in, why do they subject themselves to it? Because they've accepted that as their reality and they're not thinking on an expanded level. Oh, and we that's have so what, much that's more what to talk about, Cyrus, That's what people you have to I. do. 
I mean, there we're, I, I want to make sure we talk about um, your your what what you're doing next in books and all of that. And so we really should talk about those things now. But I could listen to you all day long. I the, I love the work you do, I, and I'm I. I I resonate with it so much. We'll have you back much sooner next time. But now your websites afterlifetopics.com is that way is where is what is that? That is is that where your YouTube's are? Yeah, well the YouTube of course is on YouTube, but on yeah. Afterlife Topics. So I guess that's a good hub if you like what I'm saying because I'll talk on and on on YouTube videos and so you can <laughs> listen to these um or you can buy my books like Understanding Life After Death or The Afterlife and Beyond. And those are on Amazon, but you can go on afterlifetopics.com, and that's topics with a T. And you go on there, and then you can see articles I've written. You can join the community on Facebook, the big, big, big Facebook group. You can click the YouTube icon to go to the YouTube uh subscribe to that channel or if you want to support the work i do what we have going on is it's called afterlife university and it's the same as the patreon basically so you go onto the website afterlife topics click on university it's a subscription basically and then you join we have a private facebook group and so what i'm doing is we bring on these guests and thought leaders and people with all these you know crazy experiences of them of themselves and kind of like we're doing right now, we, I, we do interviews. People who are subscribing, they get to join in on the discussion, ask the guests questions, be part of all of that, oh, and, be, and be part of you know weekly, bi-weekly discussions and one-on-one consultations. So I help people learn about how to have out-of-body experiences, how to connect with their deceased loved ones. You'll get that thrown into all of that. It's uh, 30 bucks a month. And that kind of helps keep the operation going because it's a lot of time keeping up with the page, the, the huge community on Facebook, editing, video, editing videos for the YouTube. And so any support always needed. You can connect with me, talk to me this way. So head to the page and uh, jump on board with that if you want to get involved. That's great. Super. I'm so glad you were here today. And um, I'll be in touch very shortly. We'll figure out a, probably a time uh, right after the first of the year that when we can do this again, because uh, we only touched on half, less than half of what I wanted to talk with you about today. We have a lot of catching up to do. Um, but thank you so much for being here, Cyrus. And consider yourself hugged all the way in London. You better, Roberta. Thank you. And uh, uh, we'll, you know, I'm hopefully always around in this world or some other world or whatever. You always are. Bless you, dear. Everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm really glad you could be with us today. Never forget, never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get what that means, it changes everything. In, the, in your life for the better. Next week, we'll be talking with Canadian medium Carolyn Molnar, and her book is Compassionate Messenger. I really enjoyed it. It's a lovely and, and, and really light and enjoyable account of her experiences as a medium. She has more than 30 years of experience as a working and teaching medium at this point, and she now helps clients worldwide. She teaches classes on mediumship, if you're interested, and psychic development, and she's led workshops across Canada and at Lilydale in New York. I love her book, and I'm now eager to meet her, so please join us next week. And, of course, this week we've been talking with the earthly and astral explorer without peer, our wonderful, wonderful treasured friend, Cyrus Kirkpatrick, here today for the fifth time. 
Cyrus's books include Understanding Life After Death and also The Afterlife and Beyond, an examination of life after death by an out-of-body explorer. He is the host of the Afterlife Topics and Metaphysics YouTube channel. And as we said, if you kind of want to go to everything Cyrus, go to afterlifetopics.com. We'll put all of this in the notes, of course. Um, But the kind of thing that he is doing is something that really needs to be done. Someone who is willing to take these risks, do this traveling, talk to people. He loves people, obviously. Talking to them not just here, but also people in other dimensions. He's bringing not just the world, but all of reality together. And I think he is going to be, a, a, if not the leader, in the next generation of afterlife researchers. And I think that's going to be the generation that's going to be working as the truth really begins to dawn over all the earth. So keep your eye on Cyrus Kirkpatrick. He's going places. Even today he's going places. As you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and Soon the Fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. There are books for young children, too. All the book, these books are available through bookstores if you order them or on Amazon, and the adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you ever want to talk to me, have a question, a comment, just go to robertagrimes.com and click on the contact block. I answer every email. It could take a few days, but I do answer them all. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on a number of other stations, including those in the wonderful Dream Vision 7 radio family. More and more people tell me, too, that now they just listen through the Seek Reality app that you can find for free in the iTunes app store. If you ever wonder where you can hear Seek Reality right now, just go to robertagrimes.com and click on the radio tab. What I mean to do with Seek Reality is help you get started or take you from wherever you are right now in your understanding of what's truly going on and help you to go the rest of the way. So you'll find that we have a variety of of interesting guests, but everything they're doing does fit together beautifully. And I'm hoping in time to to put together a, a more effective way to help you see how it all fits. There's one reality one gigantic whole and you and i of course are are part of it but it's very very important that you start somewhere because if if you will work a little bit at this you'll find in only a couple of years you'll be able to be about where we are now in our understanding and it's certainly worth it to do that I just want to make the the road a whole lot easier than it's been for me because it took me 50 years to get here it'll take you two or three So meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you in particular, you in particular are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.